Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded February 5th, 2024. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Three big things you need to know. First, with reporting season almost halfway done, bottom-up consensus expectations for S&P 500 EPS growth in 2024 have shrunk to 9% from 11%. A combination of better-than-expected results for 23 and a modest dampening of enthusiasm for 24. Second, a murky macro backdrop, elevated costs, and China challenges have been in focus in recent earnings calls, along with a better monetary policy outlook. Third, in our high-frequency indicators, things that caught our attention included the worsening in the sentiment backdrop for stocks last week and mostly positive data regarding the health of the economy and labor market. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. Now let's jump into the details. Starting with takeaway number one, a ho-hum reporting season rolls on. With more than half of S&P 500 results still not yet in, the stats on 4Q reporting season remain very much in flux. But here's what's jumping out to us right now. As was the case in last week's update, the percent of S&P 500 companies beating consensus earnings forecasts is tracking a little lower than last quarter, even though the percent beating consensus on revenue forecasts has moved up a tiny bit. Both earnings beats and revenue beats, meanwhile, are tracking lower for the Russell 2000. Within the Russell 1000, the companies posting earnings beats are outperforming the broader market slightly immediately post-results in terms of their stock price reactions, but that's to a lesser degree than we saw last quarter. The good news is that companies missing consensus earnings forecasts also aren't underperforming as much as usual. Meanwhile, small-cap companies posting earnings beats have been inline performers. Here, too, the good news is that companies missing consensus earnings forecasts are underperforming to a lesser degree than usual. With more data now in, we're getting a clearer picture of how overall S&P 500 EPS stats and bottom-up forecasts are evolving. 2023's S&P 500 EPS, a blend of actuals and estimates for outstanding companies, is now tracking at 223, flat versus 2022's actual and up from the 2023 forecast of 221 to start the year. Meanwhile, 2024's S&P 500 EPS forecast is now tracking at 243, down from the forecast of 245 a few weeks ago. The anticipated growth rate for 2024 EPS is now tracking at just 9% versus 11% a few weeks back. As a reminder, we've been expecting some downward revisions to 2024's bottom-up consensus earnings forecasts. Our own modeling, last updated early January, has been anticipating 24 S&P 500 EPS at 234. Our below-consensus earnings forecast has not been a major concern to us regarding market direction, as forecasts are normally too high to start the year. Moving on to takeaway number two, comments that jumped out to us from last week's earnings calls. Our team has continued to read through many of the earnings call transcripts of the S&P 500 companies that have reported, looking for key themes. Last week, we highlighted the wide range of terms used to describe the macro backdrop, and that variety persisted in our reading last week. On the positive side, companies highlighted fourth quarter improvement, megatrends driving demand, labor market strength, moderating recession risks, encouraging signs of normalization, and general resilience. On the negative side, companies highlighted economic uncertainty, complexity, heightened geopolitical risk, tighter sales budgets and longer sales cycles, judiciousness and consumer spending, fractured politics, funding challenges, China weakness, elevated cost, domestic layoff announcements, and the general need for caution. We were struck by one company that actually referred to the backdrop as dismal. 
The lack of consensus among companies on the outlook does appear to be taking a toll on U.S. equity investors, and it's worth noting that we detected slightly more skepticism on the health of the economy and labor market in our discussions with equity investors at the beginning and middle of last week. Fed-related commentary and transcripts generally has emphasized the positives associated with the ends of cuts and more, in, and more certainty on the monetary policy outlook. Several companies noted positive impacts on demand and confidence, while others highlighted the lower risks of recession. Higher costs did remain in focus, along with expense management programs. That being said, comments on increased productivity and the benefits of lower attrition and improved staffing levels also jumped out to us in the labor discussion. The China discussion generally continues to tilt negative, but we did note a few companies highlighting improved momentum or stabilization. Wrapping up with takeaway number three, what else jumps out from our high-frequency indicators on performance, sentiment, and the economy? On performance, the S&P 500's trading in 2022 through early 2024 continues to resemble 2002 through early 2004, the period of messy normalization that followed the tech bubble. There's been a correlation of roughly 73% between the two time periods. At this stage in the 0204 normalization, a pullback was about to begin, though it's worth noting that the S&P 500 still ended up plus 9% on the year. On sentiment, bulls bounced back in the weekly AAII survey of individual investors last week. Net bullishness rose to 24.6%, taking the four-week average to 18.95, a little less than one standard deviation above the long-term average. As a reminder, this indicator crossed the one standard deviation mark in early December and was still sitting around those levels as 2024 began. This has caused us to be on guard for a short-term pullback in the U.S. equity market, despite our constructive view on the year as a whole. Note that weekly data from CFTC on institutional investor positioning in U.S. equity futures continues to signal caution as well. Buy-side positioning in U.S. equity futures broadly, on a dollar value basis, is sitting above early 2018 and 2020 highs, as well as above 2021 and 2022 highs. NASDAQ futures positioning has now moved above the highs of 2013-2015 on a notional dollar value basis as well, highlighting the crowding risks that are sitting in the large-cap growth part of the market in particular. And finally, on the economy, though still in negative territory, ISM manufacturing came in stronger than expected for January and above the prior month last week. The improvement seen here sends a positive signal for small caps and the leadership rotation in the U.S. equity market generally, as small caps tend to outperform large caps when ISM manufacturing is moving up directionally. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. Mm -hmm.